0: Welcome to another episode of Titanic Minute, your daily podcast where we discuss the movie Titanic Minute by Minute. I'm your co-host Rob and joined as always by my good friends Joe and Duff. Hi.
1: <laughs> what is? That? Yeah. I'm here. Let's go. <laughs> it's party time. So everyone, wake up. So we're uh, joined by our special guest, Pitbull. Uh, we have our heart of the jungle a day early.
0: Um. So today we're going to talk about minute thirty-seven of Titanic. In this minute, Rose leaves another meal early.
2: Rude.
1: Well, whom among us hasn't gotten annoyed with our company at a dinner party and decided to jump off a boat? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, a ship.
0: Ship. Yeah, sh- thanks, Joe. Um, well, before we get there, before we get there, we uh, we see Jack and uh, Rose sort of exchange looks. Um, she sees him. Jack is clearly enamored with her. And...
2: Uh, Tommy brings him down to earth.
0: Well, Tommy brings him down to earth, but then Fabrizio waves his hand in front of Jack's eyes. Now. Haven't seen that move in a while. Not cool, Chewbacca. Like, what is he doing? Here's his friend looking at this first-class girl. They're looking at each other. It's this moment, and he just waves his big cartoon hand in front of him.
2: You would have done the same thing. No, I would not. Yeah,
0: no, I have... would not, Joe. And you well, know that. Duff. He would have. No, I would not. I'm a great wingman. I,
2: I don't think I've ever seen you in wingman mode. At least not that I can remember. Can we just talk about uh, how now James Cameron has his United Nations of uh, Tommy and Fabrizio, and just so we talked last week about how Jack leaves. Fabrizio most of the time from this point on I'd say from, from yeah. this point on he sees Rose and is like oh sorry Fabrizio so do Fabrizio and Tommy hang out a lot
0: well i have a theory on this guys yes. i have a theory that might explain why Tommy and Fabrizio are such um ter- like characters drawn with such broad strokes okay
2: yeah
0: one of two things you can choose the one you would like to go one, you have to remember that Rose is telling the story. This is from Rose's uh, point of view. So,
2: potentially... I like I like this angle because, yeah, it reinforces the unreliable narrator angle.
0: Right? So it's one of two things. Either one, she just doesn't know these too well, and when she hung out with Jack, he had mentioned his Italian friend and an Irish friend, and then during this retelling, she just sort of, like, you know, this is how she sort of portrays it. Or, uh, as you alluded to, Duff, once again... Old Rose is making this up, and she wasn't there, but she's just trying to add a little character into the story, so she just makes
1: up this cartoony Italian guy based off Luigi. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> uh, her only knowledge of other cultures is from, like, D.W. Griffith films. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why Fabrizio, That's I'm convinced.
2: Yeah, that's a really good point, Rob. And, and like
0: the Irish man is just essentially the guy from Lucky Charms, like,
2: on the yeah. box of Lucky Charms. It's kind of like how my my father, who is uh, coming up on almost 80 years old, like, he'll do the kind of classic old borderline racist man thing where he'll just throw in the ethnicity that, even though that fact has no bearing on the story. Yeah. So I'm sure that Rose launched in it this, like, and then there was Tommy, who was Irish. Yeah. <laughs> Did I mention he was Irish?
0: <laughs> I wonder if like she just did like voices for these <laughs> for these characters while she was telling them on the Keldish, too.
2: and then Fabrizio, who had numerous hand motions like this
1: <laughs> this is um interesting so yeah. maybe um sh- she's basically uh, maybe she's telling the story and she can see like the pantry.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: So she's just basing it on like the snacks that are in there. So Fabrizio is like how she imagines Chef boy detox.
0: <laughs> it's like usual suspects that she's sitting there just looking at stuff on the other side. Oh my
2: God. <laughs> she just saw like you said, she saw a box of lucky charms and something. I'm just
1: so I'm just so thankful that they didn't have any Aunt Jemima's uh, syrup oh. in the cabinet or this would have gotten really uncomfortable.
0: Someone someone could recut the ending of this to just have her looking out and just seeing like it could be
2: just like the usual suspects. But it's just a pantry of, or, of food items. Or another possibility is that she's just naming things stuck in Lewis's beard. <laughs> Some so spaghetti and lucky charms
0: spaghettios and lucky charms. Oh man, oh, yeah. So we think it's B, then, huh? This is yeah. Too old Rose. <laughs> yeah.
1: I visibly, I visibly recoiled when we heard her voice in the voiceover in this minute. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um. Yeah. So before before we get there, we have uh, uh, Cal comes out and gets Rose. Um, they have a little tiff. What do you think he told her?
2: Mm.
1: Stop acting like a thirteen-year-old teenager at dinner parties,"
2: mm. he said. "Where's your hat? You're not wearing a hat." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dessert is served, um, and then we do get into we get into the the dining room. And Be- this before is, we get there, oh, though,
2: yeah. I was going to mention, I believe this is the first minute or the first part in the movie where we hear uh, the "My Heart Will Go On" melody.
0: Oh, realize. when she's looking over at him?
2: Yeah. Big, big scene. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't really have anything more to say about it. I just noticed that.
0: Um, once we do get into the dining scene, guys, uh, it's Old Rose, as Joe mentioned, having this monologue about how
1: boring her life was. Um, as she's uh, sailing across the ocean on one of the most famous ships of all time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> dining with captains of industry.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: she... Uh, you want me to repeat the quote guys or are you all right with uh, knowing I, that you I just did. talked about how her whole life is if it already lived it and continues on ship. about parties and cotillions yachts and polo matches aboard, um
2: aboard the amistad here
0: <laughs> i did have to google cotillion to know what that was
2: isn't that like a old southern thing i feel like that's in gone with the wind
0: i i think it's a it's just a formal ball but i think it's like from, like, 18th, 17th century French, France, but I'm sure it's carried over. Um,
2: Something rich people
0: do. Yeah. Interesting thing here, guys. Uh, the dining room that we see was built to scale. So I kind of think this sequence is sort of funny to me because uh, it works two ways. One, we have Rose talking about how there's all this, you know, luxury and all this, and she doesn't care. And, you know she felt like she was standing at a great precipice with no one to pull me back and no one cared or even noticed. And I kind of think, to some extent, uh, James Cameron's detail in the scene is similar. Like, yeah, this is fine. No one cares or even (laughs) noticed that you rebuilt the entire dining room with all the original glassware and like rebuilt the lamps and all the costumes and stuff. And, you know, no one really cares that much. Um, Although, Joe, there's a moment here I wondered if you picked up on it. And that is when the waiter is pouring her drink,
1: guys, is it sprite yeah yeah, it's yeah, definitely yeah, um, you think she's she celebrating she <laughs> she got so messed up on sprite that she um she- she had actually really she's just trying to find a bathroom. <laughs> And then she gets all the way to the end of the ship, and like, oh, I didn't see one. I'd rather die. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Guys, what's the fanciest restaurant or meal experience you've had? Oh,
0: I don't. Ugh, I don't know. It's it's not very fancy. Mine is, my n- neither is mine. Joe, come on, you've got one.
1: Oh, I've had some some excellent dinners.
2: Yeah, I feel like I, Joe's d- I
1: don't know that the listeners would be all that entertained by it, but I sat down at yeah. various places around different countries and had excellent meals for sure yeah and I I, I I can tell you yes very much well it depends on how, obviously it depends on how good your company is yeah if you don't like the people that you're with then death is preferable to it
0: did you ever ask them to uh excuse me could you
1: go get a two liter of sprite and wrap it in a your finest linen and pour it in this glass um excuse <laughs> me I, I ordered this sprite in this champagne flute uh it's a little flat <laughs> and is this organic
2: what it's <laughs> What year is this Sierra Mist? Yeah.
0: <laughs> um I, I I Joe, I think you bring up a really good point about um about her running and maybe it's to use the bathroom because when this minute ends, we don't really know why she's running or where she's running to. She's just trying to figure
1: out a way to go off of that railing but still be safe.
0: <laughs> well, at this point all we'd see is her running down the dock like running down like the the deck and she kind of knocks into the other first class people
2: so rob you mentioned yesterday that you or maybe as we were not recording but you watched deleted scenes for this week yes james cameron talks about a deleted scene between rose getting up and running um, yes do you want did you watch it do you want to talk yes. about it I it's actually um, 8 off. minutes
1: of her waiting for the, to use the bathroom but it's there's someone in there and eventually she gets sick of it and then starts running.
2: It's yeah, her, Joe- just her guzzling a 2 liter of mountain dew all, all at once.
0: Joe's right. Um people it's kind of unfair that the biggest thing that gets the headlines about Titanic is that they didn't have enough lifeboats but the real problem is they didn't have enough bathrooms. Yeah. Um and no one talks about that, but that's why we're here.
1: It was like that cruise ship where the toilet stopped working <laughs> that's right. from a few yeah. years ago.
2: <laughs> yeah. And everyone was stranded aboard, and they had to defecate into bags.
0: On the deck. Um, um, I think so oh, I, do, I do know the deleted scene. <laughs>
2: uh, so
0: the deleted scene is, uh, first off, before I get to it, I want to actually compliment the Titanic Blu-ray and that when they have deleted scenes, they don't just show you the deleted scene, they show the scene that was in the movie that leads to it and the scene afterwards, which is really nice to be able to watch a deleted scene and know for sure where it took place in the movie. Rob's a plant
2: for Paramount Home Video. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: So in uh, in this deleted scene, she uh, leaves the table, as you see here, and she goes back to her room and she's crying and she's upset and she's calling out for Trudy who is her handmaid Trudy isn't there and so um, Rose is frantically trying to get out of her dress but these like dresses are so fancy and luxurious and she you know relies so much on this handmaid that she's not able to get out of it and she she
2: just and she has a corset on underneath
0: right yeah so she's just like unable to get out of this which then means she's freaking out even more Um, she's frantic and then she, like, just starts to destroy the room Citizen Kane style. Like, she just starts, like, having a tantrum and, like, throwing stuff and knocking stuff over. And then it ends with her sort of, like, looking in the mirror and she's sort of crying. And then she takes
1: off, which I think this movie really needs that scene, right? I think it's a little early for it. Like, we just met her and now she's in a total emotional breakdown. But okay, the it's next, just so over the top. It doesn't need to be like that. But she the next be scene sad. is her committing suicide. I know, but like, that, well, obviously that, I mean, I mean, that shouldn't be in here either. Why can't she just be sad? And then she runs into a, a cute guy that's nice. Well, because James Cameron did this, and he's not a fan of and subtle.
2: he talks about that in the commentary. He says he thinks it's boring and not very realistic when men and women just meet in common circumstances. And he says there has to be some type of... Uh, I'm um, paraphrasing, but kind of like a dramatic event that gets them together. Like He, he doesn't buy into the whole boy-meets-girl angle.
1: So every... Ugh, what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, every time something exciting happens to him, he just turns to the closest woman to him and marries her.
2: I mean, that's that's one way to think about it, probably.
0: That explains I, a lot. <laughs> i i'm gonna save some of the do you think
2: james cameron just intentionally scares women that he wants to be with like he tries
0: to kill himself until they save him
2: like he just starts firing a gun in the air for excitement and then hey i'm james
0: that's why he takes so many expeditions out to the titanic because he's like i'm gonna jump yeah <laughs> whenever he meets a new woman
1: it's, it's almost like he doesn't have a realistic uh a sense of what love feels like <laughs> Almost. I wanna know what love is. Oh, that was last
0: week. That was yesterday's episode. That yeah, was yesterday. Um so it sounds like uh we are thirty six minutes in this movie, thirty seven minutes. We know two things about Rose. She packs a lot and she likes to leave meals early. <laughs> and I'm wondering if uh if that's the case on the Keldish at all. If like there's uh, maybe I'll find some deleted scenes of, like, them all trying to have, like, a nice dinner in and, and Old Rose, like, halfway through, just storms away. Wheels away? Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's how the end of this movie, maybe that's, like, a scene out of the end of the movie before she, spoilers, you know, walks outside on the Keldish. Maybe she was at a meal.
2: <laughs> they were having a little nighttime snack and just gets up in the middle of like, no! She <laughs> takes off, runs. <laughs>
0: Oh, all right, guys. Do you have anything else for uh, for this minute?
2: Uh, so we have a new Rose outfit.
0: Yes, we do. Um, and I don't. Uh, we can we can save this, I guess. But uh, I do know the name of what they called this outfit. Uh, suicide gown, guys.
2: Huh. That's what? A little insensitive.
0: Yeah, that's what they referred to this. Like uh, in the commentary, they're like, "Oh, like the costume designer talks about how they made her suicide gown." But this is her third outfit, yeah. So, um,
2: suicide suicide gowns are painless. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, this is like a little red number with the little black beads on it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm
2: I'm I'm a big fan. Uh, this this goes. Uh, there's still the hat though. Uh, I mean that that's an A plus hat. So I don't know if this tops that opening outfit you had.
0: If you look carefully on the dining room scene, you can see on the floor when they pan across it, you can see a hat laying there. And that's because right before they filmed the scene, James Cameron tore her hat off on this as well and f- threw it across the dining room.
2: What is with him and hats? <laughs> that's, that's not true. Oh, that's what be clear. <laughs> that, I mean, that could be true. Like you can't, you can't joke about something like that because uh, that could very easily have happened. Like...
0: <laughs> oh man. All right. Well guys, should we end it? We good? Do you think
2: she
0: dies? I don't know. We got to find out. We got to find out tomorrow when we have a a Heart of the Ocean on with us again. Heart of the Ocean Wednesday.
2: Heart of the Ocean for an ocean scene.
0: That's right. Um, Also, listeners, if you haven't already, you should go to TitanicMinute.com and sign up for Sinking Feeling. Um, That's our newsletter that our, our friend Caroline does and hopefully she just had to spend a lot of this week looking up foreigner songs so far <laughs> ranking her top 10 <laughs> um all right well guys we'll be back tomorrow right
1: yeah i think so
0: all right Morning.